Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome back, Kip Nation. Welcome back, Kingdom Influencing Podcast audience from all over the world. I hope that you are making Kip your favorite drive time podcast we have a lot to talk about today but before we get started today i want to send a shout out to all of my students elementary school students middle school students high school students and college students and grad students that you have a great year and a great semester and that the lord blesses you not only to matriculate through your particular institution but for you to grow in the wisdom the power and the admonition of the lord in jesus name amen Amen. Listen, today, I know I was going to be moving on and, and, and talking about some things pertaining to being a prophet, priest, and king, and just getting into uh, how God uses us uh, as members of the body of Christ. But as I was praying this morning, I got a slight deviation. I know I'll get back to it. The next time we talk, I hopefully I'll be able to talk to you about Noah. But right now, I have uh, just a, a word that God gave me this morning, and I want to be consistent uh, with my obedience. And whenever God tells me to say something, I just say it. It reminds me of being an editorial writer for The Hilltop. I was one of the uh, largest distribution newspapers among HBCU schools, uh, but particularly at Howard University, I was an editorial writer. And uh, this is an editorial which is really in line with my purpose. I believe my purpose is to educate the next generation. And sometimes by educating the next generation, I have to work on our generation because we all need help being better at what we do and being better at making a translation into the next generation. It, it's it's not we have it all right and they have it all wrong. It's not they have it all right and we have it all wrong, but there is a platonic uh, duality here of both and, both and. So we need each other. But today I want to talk uh, from the topic, the mis 
education of the saints, the miseducation of the saints. And I'm going to jump right in it and we'll see what the Lord says at the end of the day. Okay. Many people attend church across the globe weekly and have no true or real idea or concept of the why. I mean, we go in, we sing, we dance, we clap, we pray, we uh, walk in a series of communal rituals sometimes in others churches it's it's more spontaneity but but the point of the matter is we're there and we're kind of going with the flow which is good we should go with the flow but we really need to know why do we attend for what reason are we there weekly what do we take away from the service that will affect eternity behavioral patterns and or our approach to community what are we supposed to be getting out of this it may come as a shock that we are not spiritual, independent contractors disconnected from the whole. And in other words, we're not doing what we want to do and just coming in. And and at least that's not the way it was designed. I'm, I'm always looking for original intent. And whenever I think about the body and I think about the head, I think about connectivity. I think about necessity. I think about interdependence. That the body is dependent on the, the head. The head is dependent on the body. I think about the way the brain works and sends information through the spinal column to all of the uh, neural tracts. And the neural tracts then cause the uh, organs and the phalanges and of our bodies to do what they do. And so we are interdependent one with another. And so is the church. The church is interdependent we are workers together in the faith and we need each other so here's the thing we are not independent of each other but we are interdependent we need god and we need people we need god and we need people the overall mission of the church is to win souls to the saving grace of jesus the christ that's the overall mission of the church to win souls and he that wins souls is wise every program or event that we put together in the church must have that mission as its ultimate end it must be in the core of what we do as it is in the core of the kerygma the the central focus of the gospel it should be in the core of our programs in the core of our events in the core of our activities because the activity of the church and the earth must represent God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in the heavens. We are the sole embodiment of Jesus Christ in the earth. And so the church ought not to look like something different than Jesus. Everything that we do ought to be a reflection of him. So watch this. What are some of the points of miseducation? There, there are lots of them, and I'm not going to go through a laundry list because the, the object of this message, of this editorial, is not to destroy the church, to tear the church down, or to tear down the people in the church. The object of this message and this editorial is to do course correction. Just a little tweak, just a little change, just a little uh, transformative thinking, just a little altering of perspective okay so number one i have 
to have an appropriate relationship with the pastor. That's what a lot of people think. I have to have an appropriate relationship with the pastor. But here's the thing. If you do, that's great. It is more important that you have an intimate relationship with God. There's so many people that are intertwined in the life of the pastor, but God is not intertwined in their lives. If we don't have a relationship with God, then there's a, a gap, if you will. There's a, a vacuum, if you will. The preacher's preaching. It's like Charlie Brown's teacher. Want, 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 because there's no interaction with God during the week to connect to what the preacher's saying. We should be able to connect one spirit, one church, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one sound. Listen, we as we read during the week, what we read during the week should connect to what we're hearing on Sunday morning. So watch this. Number two, I come to church because I love music or people or or, or I just love my church. Now, I, I get it. And there's nothing wrong with this on the surface. However, there are souls at stake. So we come to church because we love God and God loves people. So when we go to church, we ought to get an assignment. And our assignment is then threefold. And it's an assignment that not only do we have in the church, but outside of the church. Hence the term, the church without walls. Hence the 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 mindset or the paradigm that we, the people who attend church, are the church if we are in Christ. You must be in Christ. Some people say born again. Some people say saved. And not just a church member, but, but have an indelible relationship with God that's entrenched in your heart. And when you do, then we have an assignment as members of the church, okay? Uh, the church invisible, all right? So watch this. As members of the church, we, one, come to worship God. We, two, come to listen intently to the word. Number three, to help set an environment that helps people feel the love of God while they are in attendance. We are not there just to get our blessing on, just to have a, a bless me party or a happy party or make me feel good so I can get through the day. It shouldn't be what Karl Marx described as an opium for the people or just a, a drug that, that keeps us going to the next Sunday and then we get another shot, another drug. So no, we want to live life and live it more abundantly. Some of us attend church as a bless me center. The fact that the matter God wants to and does bless us daily beyond temporary things like a new car, a house, apartment, or relationship. We truly are blessed to be alive. Every day on the internet, they're posting people of substance or significance that are passing away. Some are passing away at 48. Some are passing away at 29. Some are passing away at, at, at the tender age of 20. People are dying every day some in their 60s some in their 70s but the point of the matter is people are dying every day and we ought to be happy we ought to be elated we ought to be ecstatic that we are still here in the land of the living and if we're here what is our purpose people who let who left the house to go to work or some other activity and never return home there are people that do that every day they leave to go to work with every intention of coming back to spend time with their family or to go to some other activity and they never get back home. 
People who went to sleep last night and never woke up. We know it is appointed to man to die and after death the judgment, but death is final in the majority of instances. So where does the soul go after death? Yes, the body goes back to dust, but where does the soul spend eternity? In heaven or hell? Both spaces have an eternal disposition and destination. Both spaces were created by God, but only one is the preferred destination of the saints. Heaven was created for humanity. Whosoever will, let them come. Heaven was created for us, for those who receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. When Jesus becomes your Savior, he saves you from the power and penalty of sin, which opens the door of access for you and I to have a home eternally in heaven with our Father. But then hell was created for the devil and his angels. You can find that in the book of Matthew, I believe it's chapter 25. This holy undercurrent is running daily under the surface of our desires to create a world atmosphere that simply meets our earthly needs, wants, and desires. This, this whole idea that there is a heaven and a hell is, is an undercurrent. It's, it's not at the forefront of people's lives. And we simply want to create a world that makes us happy. So then we're caught up in things. Computers, AI, TV, sports, shopping, gambling, drugs, the pursuit of money, sex, control, superiority, education, bigger, larger, better, internet influence, and social influence, and media recognition, uh, shiny new objects, and shiny new toys, and shiny new organizations that embrace us and tell us how wonderful we are. The pursuit of these things can take center stage in our lives, and God, the Creator, and His assignment of salvation is then buried in a pile of fleshly rubbish. Let me tell you something. All of these things that I mentioned earlier are okay in moderation. I mean, not everything, but some things are okay in moderation. But most of us go overboard in one area or another, so much so that the natural world takes precedent over the spiritual world. All right? And at the end of the day, the spirit world super rules over this present world. That's why you can go to the hospital and literally be diagnosed with a tumor that's going to kill you. But people can come into your room who are anointed and called by God and pray for you. And you are healed from the very thing that death was pronounced over you. So I'm saying what they said you had was natural. The prayer and the alleviation or the deliverance or the healing from that tumor, that's supernatural. And we just have to be accepting of that and understanding of that. We all want to call the name of Jesus if we get in a car accident or something major happens. We call on Jesus, but Jesus is not a genie and not just a when you need me, God. He wants to be our friend. He wants to develop a relationship with us. 
So watch this. We get caught out and we forget why we are here. Our desire for stuff and flesh fillers is insatiable. When I say insatiable, that word means it cannot be satisfied. At the end of the day, we need God more than anything in the world and we need each other. At the end of the day, we should read or study the Bible as a, as a necessity. So we are equipped and prepared to know and carry out the will of God for our lives. So we don't forget that we are emissaries or ambassadors here to promote the spiritual policies of a foreign government called the kingdom of God. Church has its place, but never to supersede or take precedence over the mission and the mandate of the kingdom of God. A matter of fact, church should be synonymous with this message. There should be a symbiotic relationship between the church and the kingdom that makes us one. We go to church to verify what we heard, what we studied and read in his word during the week and to assist people in the development of their Christian journey while praying and promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ so that no one has to spend eternity in hell. We are not there to promote the latest fashion statement and there's nothing wrong with looking nice or just plain old presentable. However, we need to make sure our hearts and souls are right before God and that our relationships with people have not been tainted or destroyed because of our proclivity to sin or act crazy in church or outside of the church that becomes a distractor or detriment to other people. People are watching us everywhere we go. We can't say any old thing out of our mouths and then expect people to see the love or the light of Jesus or the light of God in us. Christianity is a lifestyle, not just a Sunday morning thing. How we treat our spouse, our parents, our children, our friends, our employees, our associates, other church members, it counts. We can't treat people any old kind of way and justify it and call it Christianity. We have to stop putting God's glory on our fecal matter and pretending it doesn't stink or affect other people. Everything we do affects other people either directly or indirectly, including neglecting self-care. Somebody needs your voice in their life, but you don't realize the impact that you have on other people. We only have one body. Take care of it. Ask God to help you disable negative fleshly patterns of behavior and of ignorance and selfishness. Be careful. We only have one mind. Be careful what you put in it. Make sure you fill it with love and compassion and the word of God. We have one heart. Guard it with your life and allow the Holy Spirit to take residence there. We have one soul. Give it to God for eternal preservation. At the end of the day, we are here to serve God and each other. Let's try a new way of living. Let God bless you rather than you trying to bless yourself. He is capable of doing exceedingly and abundantly above all we can think and or ask according to the power that works within us. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. As you go forth to share this podcast with the world, make sure that you go and influence the nations.
God bless. Have a great day.